Genesis. Welcome back to She Is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's Word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find all our episodes on doctrine, church history, testimonies, and more on all the major podcast platforms and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. And make sure that you are following us on Instagram at She Is Becoming Podcast to keep up with our episodes and so we can engage with you on there. Well, I am your co-host, Delaney, and I am here in the studio with my co-host, Bev. Hey, Delaney. In her cozy sweater. In my cozy sweater. The snow outside is so gorgeous. It Did, is really gorgeous. Were you distracted driving? I mean, it's like, oh my goodness, winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. I and think the older I get, the more I'm like, I love the pretty snow. I don't know what it is. I don't care if the roads are icy. I don't even care. Really? I just want the pretty snow. Well, uh, I, I admire you for that because <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't like the roads. I don't know roads. if that's, maybe it's bad fear. Of, no, yeah, no, you're young. I'm old. I tell you, I was, yeah, it it. As you age, you get a little bit more frightened of all those things. So mm-hmm. I hate to admit it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Good tires. If you just have good tires. I know. I've got new tires. My husband you're takes fine. care of me. I That's know. good. Yeah. Amen. Love yeah. that. Paul, well, shout out. It's a special day. We have a guest in the studio today, Delaney, mm-hmm. and one that we both know really well. And uh, Jeannie Ibach is with us this morning. Mm-hmm. And we uh, know her as a longtime member of Grace Church. She is the wife to Tom, a mom of three great young men, and now mother-in-law to two daughters. How Mm -hmm. exciting is that? I love those daughter-in-laws. And Jeannie has had much experience teaching God's Word. God has really gifted her in this area and called her to use it. She was in BSF for years as a student, then teaching leader at BSF with the young adult group. She transitioned to teaching at Grace Church Bible Study, where she is today. God has powerfully used her teaching skills over several decades now, and we are blessed to hear from her today. Jeannie is going to be the keynote speaker for our women's event February 3rd and 4th here at Grace Church. So Delaney, tell us a little bit of the highlights of, about this conference before we hear from Jeannie about what she's going to be speaking on at the conference. Yeah, well, Gather is my favorite weekend of the year, and I'm not just saying that. I've been to quite quite a few women's conferences, and this is easily my favorite, the best one, not only because you get to be with other women at your own church and get to see them grow and have these spiritual moments together, but the teaching is really rich, and um, man, every time I go to Gather, it is just the Holy Spirit is just... Um, palpable. I don't know if that's the right word, but you can just feel it in the room. Um, There's been all of these breakthroughs spiritually for me every time I go. And then me and Bev will have a table at Gather um, for She's Becoming. And we love meeting you guys. And we love um, giving out candy. Yeah, we give out candy. (laughs) We follow people on Instagram, also those things, which is really fun. But yeah, so definitely encourage you to go to Gather. Um, I, I mean, man, it's there's something just so special about being with the women at your church and so growing up. So it's not only the teaching, it's really the connection. Yeah. And, and that really needs to happen in a church setting like this. We need mm-hmm. other Christian women in our life. The The, the importance of community has just uh, really continued to grow in my life, the importance of yeah. that. And people who do not have that kind of community are really lost souls. Yeah. They, they, they don't have that kind of support, and then something happens in their life, and they're on their own. And yeah. that's really sad to me. Yeah, I agree. And I think what's going to be unique about this year for Gather is we've usually brought in a keynote speaker and we are going to have some speakers that we bring in, but we're actually having a woman from our own church who we've all sat under her teaching right. speaking. So and, I'm really excited about not? that. And yeah, why not? She is fantastic teacher and we've got a lot to learn from her. So mm-hmm. let's 
Jeannie, you want to say hi to our audience? I do. Okay. Hi, Sorry, we introduced you for so long. We had a lot to say about you. <laughs> we do. But uh, we have a signature question, Jeannie, and it's this. What has God been speaking to you about lately? So maybe something personal that, you know, just kind of you and the Lord until you're telling this audience. Okay. Um, well, first of all, it's great to be with you. And in my quiet time, I have been reading uh, the prophet Jeremiah. And I would just say Jeremiah is not for the faint of heart. Oh boy. This is some serious scripture. There there. is some serious judgment from God to Israel because of their disobedience and sin. And what I've noticed as I've read is how often God says the people don't listen to him. And he Mm -hmm. holds his hands out again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And he promises them if they repent and return, he will show mercy and in my own life, I just, he's really put his finger on a couple of areas where I recognized I am sort of not listening mm. to him, where I just kind of want to go, la, 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 like, please, mm-hmm. I don't really want to go here with you. And um, what he's showing me is that there are serious consequences mm-hmm. when I don't listen mm-hmm. and respond. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, are we really listening if we don't respond? No, mm-hmm. we're not. No that's, no, that's what's so hard. We're deceived. We're, we are deceived. We think that just because it goes in our ears, yes, it, it makes a difference, and it really yeah. doesn't. No. It, there has to be the action. Yes, mm-hmm. it, there needs to be action. And so there are a couple action steps I need to take. Um, oh, that's good for fun. you. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Good for you, because yeah. to be made aware of that, that can bless your life in so many ways. And, okay. and God can use that, just that one thought of mm-hmm. listening means obeying. Yeah. You know, if you can just take that into mm-hmm. your life from here on out, I mean, that's huge. And I know these are things you do, you've you known for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I never stop learning. I no. feel like I'm relearning things all the time. It's like, yeah. you know, just but, like Israel. Right. And the, and, the, and the Lord brings out certain things at certain times. Yep. You know it already, but it becomes... Mm-hmm. Um, important and in the forefront. And that's good. That's sanctification and God, evidence really of God loving us, working in our lives. Well, Jeannie, we are excited about this conference that's ahead. And um, we would just like to ask you a few questions about that. Delaney, you want to ask her a little more info about what she's going to be speaking about? I know. We get some behind the scenes right now. So can you just start by telling us a little bit about your call to teach at Gather and why did you say yes? Well, um, I was surprised when your uh, mom, Sherry, called me uh, in May. And she told me that she had been praying about Gather and that they wanted to have a uh, speaker in-house. And I, I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised because, as God has often done with me, he sort of prepared the soil before oh, the yeah. seed mm-hmm. was planted. Sherry had actually tossed out that seed prior to her invitation mm-hmm. to speak at Gather. And so... Um, I don't think I heard a lot of what she said after she said, I want you to speak together. Mm-hmm. I um, I think I I just, the only thing I heard was, uh, the to- I asked her what the topic was, and mm-hmm. she said she was thinking about wisdom. And uh, after that, I don't think I heard a whole lot more of our mm-hmm. conversation because my, my wheels started turning. Uh-huh. And There's uh, the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did, I just said, you know, Sherry, I got to get off the phone. I just got to process with the Lord and pray. And, and um, because I realized what a great privilege that is 
to be invited to speak at this conference, and it's really near and dear to the hearts of the women here at Grace Church. So uh, it felt like a weighty call to me, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't want to move before I talk with God. And so I got off the phone, and I sat down in the chair, and my first words were, okay, God, I, I'm kind of terrified mm-hmm. right now. And the Lord ministered his word to me in Isaiah 41, 10. He says, do not fear Mm -hmm. for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And even as I began to prepare, um, I continued to remind the Lord of his promise to help me Mm -hmm. and to uphold me. My next thought was, um, oh, like Moses, Lord, I'm not an expert on wisdom. Like, what am I even going to say? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what to say. And finally, I just had to confess, you know, God, I, I'm i an introvert, so I don't love being up front. And I said, Lord, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. And he said, um, you've been crucified with Christ, and you don't live any longer. But I live in you, and the life you now live, you live by faith in me. And so it's really not about what you want. And so I surrendered in that moment. And I didn't tell anybody because about a week prior to that, my husband and I had been talking about how God has so uniquely equipped us in the teaching of his word. He's given us some really unique experiences. And I was, I sat under Bev for 11 years in Bible study fellowship. And I really learned how to teach from watching her mm-hmm. and, um, Anyway, I just, I was, we were talking about it and I thought, I know what he's going to say if I tell him Mm -hmm. that I've been asked to speak. He's going to say, well, didn't you just say we've been equipped in unique ways? So I didn't really talk to anybody. But when I did um, share with a couple close friends, they confirmed God's Mm -hmm. call. They just said, oh yeah, you're you're completely called. Yeah. So you, you know, when you hear speakers and certain speakers just resonate in your heart a little bit differently than other ones do. I do. Um, Bev is one definitely, Mm. but you have always been one for me where I'm like, every time where it's your, your turn next (laughs) for um, Bible study when you're on the rotation, I'm always like, yes, because I, I think that what you just said, we feel when you get up on stage, like this is a, I'm crucified and I am just, it's just the Holy spirit coming out of you. And so we, we feel that when we listen to your teaching. So I am not surprised that she asked you at all. So true to God's word. So true to God's word. So true to God's word. And Mm -hmm. she's a student of God's word. Mm -hmm. And um, some people can be speakers and be very entertaining and, you know, give a good message, but she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so women, as you anticipate this conference, this is from a teacher. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. You're going to learn. Yeah. And, and the applications are just as important as what you've learned now. You take it to that next step. Funny that you mentioned that at the beginning. So, um, well, and God has given you a uh, voice that's really compelling. Mm-hmm. Like I think certain teachers have certain kind of, um, ways that they teach, but you're a very compelling, inspiring, like after I hear you, I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm ready to do this. Like yeah. I'm ready to obey immediately. Yeah. Inspirational. So yeah, this is, this is going to be good. We're well, excited. So how did we get at wisdom? Mm-hmm. Wisdom. Well, was it, it, you said Sherry kind of brought up the idea. She did. She, she thought the topic might be wisdom and and I immediately, my mind went to discernment because I feel like that's something the church is a little bit weak in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just sort of started tossing around words like wisdom, discernment, discretion. And and wisdom means um, 
it's, it's knowledge combined with understanding that enables us to make right choices at the right time, mm-hmm. right? And what I realized is I started to drill down and study these words once I told Cherry yes. Um, and it's funny, Bev, that you said uh, I'm a teacher because when I, t- I met with Sherry, I said, if you're looking for a speaker, I'm not your girl. Mm. If you're looking for a teacher, then that's who I am. Yeah, and it is who you are. And, and so she, she said that is exactly what we want for the women of yeah. our church. So From one teacher to another teacher, yes, Sherry exactly. Jobs, we're calling you out I with know, that same gift. It. So um, wisdom, discernment, discretion really falls under the umbrella of wisdom as yes, I started to study those terms. And so um, I continued to pray. And it's funny because I woke up one morning and as I I started reading, I, I think the first thing I did is I started looking up all the references in the Bible that pertain to wisdom. And I woke mm. up one morning with the thought, walking in wisdom. Mm. And I shared that with your mom. And um, and Sherry was still in the process of praying. In fact, I'm a little bit like a heat-seeking missile. So you give me a task, and I put my head down, and I go. And and it was back in the summer, and, and Sherry was busy with a lot of other ministry details and and other personal things going on and so I I was kind of ahead of her in Mm -hmm. in the process but um so she said you know again she is I one of the things I really appreciate about Sherry as our leader in women's ministry is she's so prayerful Mm -hmm. um and so I knew that she had really prayed about calling me to do this I knew that she had really prayed about the topic I really trust her and Mm -hmm. so um I just threw that out there and I and I and I let it um I let it kind of just be a seed. Mm-hmm. And she, we tossed around some other things, but we came back to walking in wisdom. I thought about like get wisdom because that's a theme that we're going to look yeah. at and, um, and get, I like get, you know, like got, like get milk or got, yeah. got milk. Yeah. Got something, milk, catchy. something catchy. Yeah. yeah totally. Like got gotcha. wisdom. But, mm-hmm. um, we, we settled on walking in wisdom. Yeah. What, so. what would you guys say for our listeners? And I know we, we did an episode kind of similar to this a long, it was a while ago, Bev, but we talked about wisdom a lot. I can't remember the name of the episode. Was it about fear? I think fear? it was an attri- attribute of God was wise, mm. wasn't it? I don't remember. This was a while ago. We did something. We'll find it and we'll link it. But um, what would you guys say is really, though, the difference between wisdom, knowledge, discernment? How, how do those work together? I know they're a little different. How would you guys explain that to our listeners? Well, I would say, you know, I, I shared with you that wisdom is knowledge combined with understanding and, and really followed by right action. Mm-hmm. We talked about that earlier. You know, it's, I, I think uh, uh, in a nutshell, it's knowing what's right and doing it. And um, discretion is a person who is able to think about all the consequences that may happen before they take action. Mm. And discernment is really good judgment. So, so they're so closely related, right. you know, but you can have knowledge, but not have wisdom. Right. For sure. But you For can't sure. have wisdom without knowledge. Because just because what you get on your SAT does not mean you're going to be a success in life. Exactly. Right. Your IQ or whatever it is, but it's the application of that wisdom yeah. exactly. uh, in your life that makes the difference. We can stuff our head with all kinds of facts, Yeah, but... Uh, real biblical wisdom, I think, is applying. So uh, is that where discernment comes in then? Discernment would be maybe the application of wisdom? Mm -hmm. Sure. 
the sure. obedience of being able to recognize it, mm-hmm. what's wisdom and what's not. Mm-hmm. So many people, um, I think, struggle with that. What's the right thing to do here? So yeah. I think this is going to be a topic. There are so many decisions we make every day. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, this is going to be a lifelong skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can just see them gaining a lifelong skill mm-hmm. from these two days together of yeah. talking about this. Yeah, and how to make it, how to... How do I apply wisdom in little things in my life, but also in big decisions of my life? Like, mm-hmm. how do I really oh, walk in wisdom? Okay. Yeah. Um, so next question we have for you, Jeannie, is why, in what way do you think that wisdom is relevant for the church today? What, like, what what is this that yeah. we need What's this for the church today? This? Yeah. Why did this come? Why do you think God's bringing this up? Yeah. Well, I would, you know, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about that and I, I think that um, when I was growing up, culture pretty much adhered to traditional Judeo-Christian values. Most people in our nation would have considered themselves Christian, and most of them would have considered uh, the Bible sort of the values or morals that society should live by. And that is no longer the case. We are living in a postmodern culture uh, where post-Christian culture, absolutely, mm-hmm. and where um, moral objective truth is, you know, no longer truth. Mm-hmm. There's no no absolute truth. And um, anyway, I just I I think it, you know, in a culture where people don't believe that the Bible is the inerrant and inspired word of God, we are we're in the minority now, mm-hmm. and we are being confronted with secular cultural truth um and we need to we need wisdom to know how to navigate that we need wisdom in our marriages we need wisdom in our parenting we need wisdom about where we educate our kids you know uh there isn't a one-size-fits-all sometimes i think we can be hard on sisters mm-hmm. um who choose a certain path of for edu- educating their kids but there isn't a one-size-fits-all but you you better be aware of what is going on if they're not in your home or, um, you know, if they're, if they're in private school, you still need to be aware of what's going on. We need, we need wisdom uh, financially. We are in, heading into some difficult economic times. We need wisdom um, for the use of our time. We need wisdom in how we speak, mm-hmm. you know, and how we use our voices and what truth we are um, promoting or speaking into the culture. So I think it's really relevant for the church today. How do we navigate these treacherous cultural waters? Yeah. What happens to the woman who forsakes God's wisdom Mm -hmm. and truth in the scriptures, in the Bible, and tries to go it on their own? What what happens to a life when they let go of their moorings, you might say? Wow. Well, you end up untethered, tossed about. Mm -hmm. Um, You really are in a downward spiral you know, uh, one of the things that I learned about wisdom is when we are wise in our own eyes, which is our bent, um, we end up really with a life that is destroyed. And ultimately, we end out missing out or we end up missing out on an abundant life. Yeah. You know, the life that God intends for us. And so the wise person will uh, come under God's authority and recognize he knows what's best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's our creator. Mm-hmm. These are his his instructions to how to live that abundant life and when we forsake it we are just off in the storm Mm -hmm. you know a boat lost yeah and who are you going to listen to if you're not listening to god 
you're going to listen to one person and then you're going to, you know, go on Facebook and see another opinion mm-hmm. and then another opinion on on Twitter or whatever it is. And who are you listening to? Right. There's 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 not a consistent voice. The only consistent voice of truth is really God. Mm-hmm. And and would you and would you say that this is kind of where maybe the American church is at this time in history? Like I know we're kind of in this post-Christian um, world now, in this postmodern like everyone is my truth. Like, do you say do you think that this is where the church has headed, like in America? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you know. I don't know about. I'm not as. Um, knowledgeable about what's going on overseas. I know, um, you know, we, we, we hear a lot here at Grace that um, Europe is usually ahead of us and um, they are, they were post-Christian before we were. And so we're usually a, a little behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think there are churches um, that are really walking in wisdom and it's typically the suffering church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I li- I'm a news junkie. I've become a news junkie, and I, I really do think that um, persecution could be coming yeah. for us as well, and um, just based on some of the things that are happening politically. So, um, you know, it, the time to build your house on the rock is now. Oh, mm-hmm. love that. Before it comes. Yep. That, I remember that when I was a kid, there was a missionary that came, and I never forgot him explaining this to me. He was like, it was that whole parable of you build your rock on the house, on the house, you build your rock on the house, you build your house on the rock or you build your house on the sand. And he said, we always think that when the storm comes that we're, we can just hop from the sand to the rock. And he said, you can't, mm-hmm. you have to build your house. Like you just said now on the rock mm-hmm. so that when storms come, you're already there and you don't have to like hop around and move around. So yeah. that's an impactful image. Um, what would you say? Like, where do you think that most people generally are, like, looking to find wisdom? What is their source these days? Well, I would say if you're a Christian, you are looking at God's word Mm -hmm. to find wisdom because the Bible teaches that the Lord gives wisdom and out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And so as a Christian, I believe the Bible is the inspired, inerrant, perfect, flawless word of God. And that's where I'm going to go to find wisdom. But if you are not a Christian, I would say that where I see people looking for wisdom is uh, they, they look at um, social media or they Google, yeah. they Google uh, <laughs> everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. And um, for life decisions, they may Google it or they look for an expert, mm-hmm. somebody who has expertise and knowledge or truthfully, I think people often go with their gut, like how they yeah. feel about something, whether they think it's right or not. they And that's been confirmed by society today says, you know, yes. follow your feelings, yes. follow your heart yeah. um, with no regard to God. And boy, can that get you into trouble? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That that has serious consequences. I know for my, my age group, I totally think we get our information from TikTok and Instagram. Like I, and I, I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of this because there's a lot of like little helpful tricks and tips that I have learned from TikTok. Okay. (laughs) So I'm not saying there's nothing on there, but we, um, we don't always get the full picture of truth. Mm -hmm. We settle for a, um, clickbait sentence or title or whatever. And then we don't think about it a step further than that. We, 
we hear a once we hear a one minute video and then if that makes sense in my mind or if that clicks or if something connects with me then that is what I call truth mm. and that's an interesting thing where I'm like I, I see us less and less actually learning from experts or learning from someone else or maybe really diving into a topic and I hear I I'm, I'm more see with my age group a okay, if this makes sense to me in this little 30-second clip, then this is what truth is. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting where I feel like there's been a shift with that. Like, Well, and even when you Google a topic, yeah. uh, Google has an opinion, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They sure do. A- even Siri, you know, I mean, they, she has an opinion about abortion. Oh, don't get me started on I that, I know, Bev. I uh-huh. know, that's your uh-huh. field. You, uh-huh. you, you work well, there. And, and, and it, Google also tracks certain words, and they will, um, like, hide certain websites mm-hmm. and certain things so that knowledge isn't as easily available. Right. right. Yeah, what's the first that you click on? That mm-hmm. That's kind of you a race. You know what we call that? Censorship. Yeah. Yes, Thank we you. do. We do. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. yeah. Let's but, call it what it is. Yeah. So truth is being censored. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even what's in our libraries. Yes, absolutely. Is being censored. Absolutely uh, it is. Yeah. The wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> Me and Jax go to the library all the time, and I'm always like, he can't read yet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all right. And I'm very much down to, like, if he sees something, we just talk about it, and it's over. But, um, wow, oh, my goodness, the stuff in the libraries is wild. I'm like, I cannot believe that this is what they're telling kids. But so this anyways. is really an important topic. Mm-hmm. Who can you trust? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who can you trust mm-hmm. to give you the real truth? Yeah. And, you know, maybe because of the way culture is headed, maybe there will be a big turnaround mm-hmm. in our culture. So. Wouldn't that be part of a revival? So. Yeah. That, that they would get clarity on what truth really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They desperately need it. They desperately we need it. We desperately need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Why Proverbs? I know you're going to be looking into Proverbs a lot, and that seems like a, almost a redundant question. But um, And you have chosen kind of those first four chapters to highlight because it's 31 chapters. That's I know. A, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to cover, but really the, the basis for the book is kind of set there. Am I correct? Or yes. What do you, you think? You absolutely are. Okay, so uh, when Sherry talked about wisdom, my mind immediately went to Solomon. Hmm. And Solomon authored most of Proverbs and Proverbs were actually written as an instruction manual for gaining wisdom. Mm. And, and it was used for the sons of Israel. Right. The first nine chapters are poetic. Uh, and then you get into, I think, chapter 10 through 29 is like more of the two kind of the, the pithy sayings, the yeah. short Quips. riddles, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have to tell you something. I have never really loved the book of Proverbs. I love the Bible. And every time I study a new book, like we just got done with Galatians, I say, oh, my goodness, this is that's my, my favorite, favorite book. book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that's what happens if you're a, a teacher. so many times. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I have never really loved Proverbs because I think because of those pithy sayings, they sort of felt like story problems to me. And I didn't get the math gene. I was in the wrong line when they gave that out. And so when I would read the book of Proverbs, I always, I just thought, what does this mean? I'm just, I think I, I, I resonate more with just like Paul, straightforward teaching, right? And um, these require a little bit more thought and they're meant to. But I settled on those first four chapters. I wanted to do all nine, and I just couldn't figure out how I could possibly do it because I wanted to go a little bit deeper. Um, it wouldn't be you. No. Skimming. Mm-hmm. No. no. We don't want you to skim. We want no. you to 
teach yes and to go deep yes mm-hmm. so one of the questions though that i really wanted to answer is something that has always bugged me about solomon is that god gave him wisdom unlike any other man and yet he failed to live it yeah i always he became I, a fool he became a fool and i've always been I've always been bothered by that. Like, mm-hmm. how did the guy who got all the wisdom, who was considered the wisest man on earth, whoever lived, how did he get so far off the rails? Mm. And so we're going to seek to flesh that out at Gather. That's good, because I've wondered that myself. I'm like, how How did you know all of this and still marry however many thousands or whatever that you did? Like, mm-hmm. that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're going to dig into that. We're dig into well, that. that's a great example, isn't mm-hmm. it, of... Mm-hmm knowledge Mm -hmm. but not wisdom yeah maybe he had knowledge yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh this is gonna be so good i know what are wait so we know that it's gonna be walking in wisdom is like our our big thing but what are gonna be some of those um some of those other themes within that that you're gonna be covering at gather well we are gonna talk obviously about wisdom where we can find it how we get it we are going to uh talk about the gospel because the gospel is key in wisdom. Uh, We are going to talk about how we walk in wisdom uh, consistently, continuously, what the role of the heart is. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to be so helpful. Um, And how we can finish well. So we're going to get really, oh, I'm all ears. We're going to be practical in this too. Absolutely. Like this is going to get really like, how can I do this today? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's been an interesting process with the Lord. Um, How do you think the woman who comes there and sits in a pew and um, is wondering what she should do in this particular situation, how might she be helped? That's a great question. Um, I'm trusting that the Spirit is going to minister God's Word to her. And the wisdom that we most need is found in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so... My hope is that when women come and hear the truth of God's word taught, um, that they will apply it to their lives. And so if there is someone in our audience who doesn't yet know Christ, I hope that they will put their faith in him as the source of all wisdom and truth and knowledge. Um, I think there will be some practical steps women need to take around um, how they treat the Lord and his word, just like I said, that's where God's speaking yeah. to me right now is how seriously am I really listening to him? And yeah. if I'm not doing his word, then I'm not really listening. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, the themes in the Bible just seem to be pretty consistent across mm-hmm. the board. So I I think um, I think that the spirit is going to move and prompt women to take action, which is wisdom. Yes, yeah. right? exactly. Yeah. I want him not to just hear the teaching of God's word, but to leave with, mm-hmm. you know, Lord willing, a, an action plan, some steps they're going to take. Oh, yeah. That's so important. I love that. I love that. And I can just see this woman maybe clearing out the cobwebs of who she's listening to as well, mm-hmm. making it a little simpler for herself to realize what I really need to do is connect with the Lord. Amen. And then I'm going to find out what I need to do in my situation. Mm-hmm. So you can't put the cart before the horse. They're not, you know, I think sometimes we come to these conferences looking for that magic bullet to make our life all better. Mm -hmm. And it's, the answer is the same. You need the Lord. You need his word. Mm -hmm. You need to be in his presence. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, 
that's the answers to life. That doesn't mean a perfect life either or that everything's going to be solved, but it's going to clear out the mixed thinking, I have a feeling, for a lot of women. I hope so. And they're going to really focus in on where wisdom really comes from. Yeah, we want to Exciting. double down on the gospel, double down on God's word. I also like that you you said too. It'll it'll also impact the way that we view God's word. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting because we do sometimes come at God's word with um, a little bit less, maybe of a reverence, and maybe more of a. Sometimes we can be too casual. I think, mm-hmm. and if we know from Proverbs, I don't know if it's in the first four chapters or where it is, but. That, um, what is it, the beginning, uh, the fear of the Lord Mm -hmm. is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so I like that too. That's a key verse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take all the stuff from Gather. um, What what is the key verse? Do you have a key verse? I I do have a key verse. Um, Well, I should say Gather has a key verse, and it's Proverbs 3, 13 through 15. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding, for the gain from her is better than gain from silver. And her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Hmm. Why her? It's a female pronoun there. It's a what? great question. At first, I was prideful, and I thought it was because, you know, women are uh, personified as wisdom in Proverbs. And so I was yeah. like, well, uh, of course it's a woman. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's because that uh, those first nine chapters were written for the young men of Israel and what God uh, or Solomon, as he instructs his children, and then it's used as that manual, what they're trying to teach young men is to love wisdom like they love a woman. Whoa. Yeah, that was a new learning for me. And by the way, I got humbled pretty quickly because I didn't get very far before I realized that folly is also personified as a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, what what has been... Um, like, what is the thing that you've learned about wisdom that has really just impacted you the most? I know you've talked a lot about how you've been humbled, but what's like the what's the main thing? It's a daily hmm. thing. It's a step by step. You know, we when we walk, it's step by step, hmm. and it and it requires effort on our part. It uh, to be consistent. Um, it's a you said it earlier, Delaney. It's a moment by moment decision like we I'm really good at seeking God um, for the for his wisdom for the big things in my life so I I started seeking him for wisdom for preparation for gather but um, I'm not as good at seeking God for wisdom in the smaller Hmm. decisions that I make and and sometimes I mean I I think well I do have a redeemed mind I do have a renewed mind, so I don't and need the Holy to, Spirit within you. Yes, yeah, so I don't. I don't need to say, um, should I wear my boots, or pray about should I wear my boots or my flip flops today? You know, it's snowy Snowing. outside, yeah. right? Yeah. And so God has given me a renewed, redeemed mind, and you know, I am going to take the knowledge that I have and apply it rightly. So I wore my boots today. Oh, um, good! You're so wise. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. But but for those smaller, you know, decisions about what we watch what we listen to, um, who we surround ourselves with, where we seek wise counsel. How um, we spend our time. Yes, our and our money. Yeah, uh-huh. those are the decisions that we often just make, you know, truthfully being wise in our own eyes. And those are things where I want to learn to seek his wisdom more. You know, I just got a picture of my mind of a well filled with these gems of wisdom. And we have our pail. 
And we have a rope, and we continue to walk by it and don't access yeah. the wisdom of God. And mm-hmm. but we've God's given us the Bible. That's our, our, our bucket. Yes. And it's attached to us, our life. So we can yeah. go down in there and find it. But it's, uh, will you take advantage of it? Or are you walking yeah. around like a thirsty woman all the time, not knowing what to do? Get your yeah. bucket in his wisdom. Yeah. What's interesting is I was just listening to something this morning and and uh, it was a, a favorite pastor of mine. And he said, you know, we're really good. We're really disciplined about um, working out or we're, we're really disciplined about how we eat or, you know, we're really disciplined in so many areas of our lives. But where we often are not disciplined is in getting into God's word consistently. And prayer. And prayer. Amen to that. Yeah. 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 What would you say, Jeannie, to the woman who is listening who is on the fence on whether or not she should go to gather? Good question. I would say to her, you don't want to miss it because it is going to be one of the gems in your life. God is, you know, God speaks to his people when we put ourselves in a position to hear him and gather coming to gather is putting yourself in a position to hear from the Lord. Uh, there's going to be awesome worship. There always is. And it massages the heart. Mm-hmm. It prepares the heart to receive these these words that God wants to speak into your life. And so it's really special because I've gone every year and um, every year I hear something specific from the Lord. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it's t- it's even though we're not on a retreat away, it's it's it gives you time and space to allow God to speak into your heart and mind what he wants to say to you. And and sometimes it's not even through the speaking or the worship. Sometimes it's through a sister who is sharing with you what God is doing in her life. Mm-hmm. And you're equally convicted and you're and then the Lord just puts his finger on your own life. So mm-hmm. um, you know, God set up in his word for Israel all these different festivals that they were to adhere to so that mm-hmm. they could have time mm-hmm. away from their yeah. work of mm-hmm. everyday life to spend it with God's people, to worship him, to learn from him, to celebrate him. And I really feel like Gather is one of those festivals. Yeah. Uh, it's a time mm-hmm. set apart. And we really miss out when we don't go, when we don't take advantage of these things. Mm-hmm. And it's such an opportunity to to draw close, to get your bucket in that well. Yeah, it really is. It's a retreat. Mm-hmm. It really is. Every time I go to Gather, I always think, okay, this is what the Lord's going to say to me. <clears throat> and every time he says something totally unexpected, um, that I, I, I could have never anticipated, but that I needed to hear. Yeah. And I didn't even know that I needed to hear it. So if you are on the fence about going to gather, we encourage you to go. We are going to be having giveaways for gather. If you need help getting tickets, please DM us. Um, you're, you're not going to want to miss this weekend. And we also would love to meet you and talk to you. And like, Absolutely. we're going to laugh. We're going to cry. Yeah. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Please come up and see us at our table at She Is Becoming. Mm-hmm. And follow us on Instagram. And mm-hmm. we've got a lot of episodes in the bank right now. Oh, so yeah. go back and... You know, listen, listen, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of good information there mm-hmm. waiting for you. And it's, yeah. it's always fun to um, hear how people have used that information yeah. and, and how it's affected their life. So Absolutely. please share that with us as yeah. well. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jeannie. Thank you for coming on. We always just want to close with, um, can, is it okay if Bev just prays over you? Oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. You take your hand, my dear, my dear friend. I love this girl call her a girl because she's younger than me. (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we have this opportunity to gather as women in gather. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Lord, thank you so much. I pray, Father, that you would be moving the hearts of many women to get that ticket, to get there. I pray, Father, that each woman would hear God speak uniquely to them exactly where that need is. And they may not even know the need, as Delaney has just shared, Lord, but you do. And you know how to speak, and you know how to have us listen, and how to transform us. We're lost, Lord. We need your wisdom. We need your word. So speak to us through this conference. I pray for Jeannie, Lord, that you would keep and protect her heart and her mind as she prepares now for gather. I pray, Father, that every word would be from above, from the Holy Spirit, would be anointed with your power, your strength, your wisdom, and that as it goes forth, it would bear much fruit and that it would bring your church together, grow your church, heal your church, mm-hmm. bring your church in a, and to yourself in a way that is so beautiful. And uh, Lord, I do pray that as we gather, that we would let nothing Nothing from the enemy, nothing hinder your word going forth. Great weather, everything fall into place, Lord. Call the women you have an appointment to have there right now, Lord. Call them to that conference. And we'll thank you, and thank you for Jeannie's willingness to use her gift, her great gift of teaching. And, Lord, we're excited to go into your word and to go deep and to have that transformed heart experience. And it's in Christ's name we've prayed. Amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.